welcome you back to the Made For More podcast. I'm here with my man, Josh. What's going on? It is so fun talking through ideas with you. I really do. I love it. I love it. We were, we've literally been geeking out for about an hour. We, um, we did. But, and, and, it, and it was very specific to next year, right. I think, right. um, planning. And so I love that we get it. We get it. We love Jesus deeply. That's and we right. want people to love Jesus deeply. Yep. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, tied into last week's sermon. And the message that we had last week, one of the illustrations we used was a puzzle piece. Hmm. And uh, the text, the puzzle piece represents the text in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14. So when you think of a puzzle, I know this is a podcast, you can't visually see it, but a puzzle has, um, like, think of them as like gifting areas, you know, places that kind of protrude out. And then there are places on a puzzle where that kind of like it divots in. And both of those, the parts that are where the puzzle has extra or the puzzle is in want, mm-hmm. you know, both of those are essential for it to fit in tight with the, you know, the puzzle as a whole. Yeah. So uh, with that idea, I said people are a, a puzzle piece. Yeah. And so I'm going to read this text just to kind of really lay the framework from last week's message. You ought to listen to it. If you haven't yet, it'll help it all fit together better. But 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we are, or we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we're all made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And Mm. so the idea, along with many other sections of scripture, is that uh, in a sense you are a puzzle piece? Mm-hmm. You know you have unique giftings that you can use to bless others, mm. to fill their void, but you also have places where you are going to need the gifts of others mm. to fill. Okay, so with that idea laid down, one of the things that came up, and this wasn't so much from the prayer request cards. Right. Usually, that's what we do. This was from a conversation afterwards. Um, when I brought up those areas where you are in want, the first place that this person's mind went was to sin, mm-hmm. right? So he basically said, wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me that my addiction could be like a gift from God that others could help fill. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me, we, we have a, a misstep here, like the, mm-hmm. the void. So let's take a moment and just talk about that. Like, again, think of a puzzle piece, the parts that protrude out where yeah. you're gifted and you're good. Let's focus on the areas where you have want or need. Right. When somebody says, I have this hole in my life, they're actually talking about the things they're trying to fill the hole with. Mm. So like pornography. Right. They'll come up and say, I have a, you know, I'm struggling with pornography. Right. Um, so what you're saying is, is that a, is that a thing that God can use to you know, grow me closer. Well, the, the porn is the sin that right. you're trying to put in the gap that your heart has. Right. Your desire for intimacy, your desire for, you know, healthy personal connection yeah. Yeah. is a good thing. What you're seeing is that you're trying to fill it with the sin. Right. Um, so let's talk just for a few minutes about the gaps that God might allow us to have right. that are good um, and then maybe even how people can slap sin in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you might have to help me use the right words here. because Does that I make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It does. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll use the right words for this, but the way I think it was revolutionary for me to think about like the desires that we have right. are ultimately good. Right. But they get 
twisted. That's right. Into a or misdirected, we could say misdirected. Right. Towards something that is not of God. Right. And that is what sin is. So like every desire that we have has a right, godly, good fulfillment. Right. And even that for me was really revolutionary. It's just like, wait, even the, let's say, sinful desires in our hearts, right. there is a right, godly fulfillment for that desire. Right. So take the desire, and, and what we do is we if uh, we attach the desire to the sin, and then we think the desire is sin. Right. So right. people that yes. uh, are have been long, I mean, the pornography was the one that came up this, this weekend, so like... In, I'm using that as the example, right. but it could be many other things. So pornography. So then they begin to think that their sexual appetite is sin. Right. Yes. Sexual appetite is not the sin. Right. But there is a godly avenue to fulfill that good desire. Right. Right. And so people, I literally had a guy come to me years ago and he wanted me to pray that God would remove his desire for sex. Right. You know, <laughs> Uh, and, and I mean, great. I mean, he was really emotional with me. Like he wasn't, he wasn't. And that's understandable. Right. You know, he just, he had years of battling with, you know, sexual addiction and, uh, he just praying, God, take away my, my sexual desire. He even thought about going to the doctor and see if there were drugs he could take to kind of, you know, lower it. And, and, uh, and, and it was interesting in the conversation with him. I mean, maybe there are times where you need to fast, literally, you know, remove yourself from something completely to gain a healthy uh, level of self-control and yeah. understanding fasting is good. Right. Um, but the desire for sex in and of itself yeah. is not the sin. Yeah. So if a desire has been met or fulfilled in an ungodly way, it would be good to, you know, stop that or take a season where you're just stepping back yeah. to re-engage in a more healthy way. Yeah. Um, think about the text uh, where it says, you know, if, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge out. Yeah, right. Sin. And uh, like historically speaking, there's a, there's a lot of Im- important history there. So like if, <laughs> uh, and we don't live in that culture, so we yeah, miss this right. stuff, uh, which is fair. But if it's about sexual purity, you're cutting off the wrong things. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> oh, <Like> gosh. <laughs> you, you just, you are. Yeah. Um, but the point yeah. of that is, I mean, the eye and the right hand, this yeah. is so what you do with your life, right. what you, what you choose to look at. Yeah. Um, and literally the, the, the way it's written in the literal language is, uh, you know, making a plan for. Right. So, you know, like what you're cutting off is making a plan for what you right. put to work with your hands, what you look at right. with your eyes. Right. And so there are times, I mean, it's literally a fasting yeah. um, where you're going to say none, I'm going to have none. I'm going to, yeah, your because phone. Because I haven't been able to fulfill this in a godly way. Yeah. Let's, let's stop. hundred yeah. percent. Right. Uh, and so there are times to just, you know, to stop engaging, yeah. to cut that off so that you can, pause and really begin to examine the appetite itself right. and and even in sin whether it's an alcoholic thing whether right. it's a sexual addiction right. whether it's follow back the desire right in prayer i mean do it in prayer counseling yes you know go to for, this is to our church people go to yeah. wellspring you know meet with one of our prayer counselors yeah. meet with our counseling center and start following the appetite back. Yeah. And I'm telling you, every desire, I believe this, every desire that the humans have, that humanity yeah. has, you're going to get to a spot where 
that desire is a gift of God and it can be fulfilled in a right way. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I remember so many times for me in counseling, I would say things like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, want to do this, whatever. And for like years, my counselor would say, you know, bless your need. And like, do you think you can bless that? Right. Like saying, and it does make sense how it's like, we can't really bless sinful activity. (laughs) You know, like that actually is wrong and we shouldn't bless that. But if we keep going further and saying my desire for blank, for love, for belonging, intimacy, yeah, my desire is actually good. That is blessed. But how I act to get that need met, you know, that is good or bad. Right. Uh, And and, and we can can know this, not just as a subjective way to view scripture, but as objective truth by evidence in the text. Mm. So like um, before humanity fell go back to genesis before humanity fell god looks at adam and he says it's not good for you to be yeah. alone. alone so adam had a want a hunger an appetite yeah um that god ultimately needed to fulfill before there was sin in the world yeah so uh, appetite or hunger desire even for intimacy yes is good is good yeah which means god wants to he wants you to enjoy his good. Yes. Uh, I love the way Lewis talks about it. Like there are billions. And then John Piper actually mm. talks about this too. Uh, there are billions of opportunities where God wants you to, it's like, I, it's like I'm hungry. You take a bite of an apple and that moment where the apple tastes so good, yes. that is a, it, that is a God moment. Yeah. Um, God created the need and the fulfillment. Or... That's right. Um, and so, and then even eternity is that eternity is not us in this nirvana, mm. you know, absent kind of like no needs, no appetite, no hunger, no nothing, yeah. you know, just sitting you know, isolated from everything. Right. Um, heaven is us having billions of countless enjoyment, satisfaction mm. moments. We are literally yeah. turning to the sun itself, you know, yeah. God himself, yeah. the fountain of good things. Um, yeah. And so just acknowledging that, like, if you're sitting in an addiction, if you're like, when I yeah. say those, when I say you have areas that are gifting yeah. and areas of weakness and your mind goes to your addiction or your a sin issue right. in your life, don't just say everything is bad, right? All right. Everything, fall, follow, fall, keep yeah. pulling on the thread. Yeah. You know, what are you hungry for? You know, yeah. what and follow that till you get to something that God made you for. Yeah, yeah. What is the reason that I want to do this? What is the yeah. reason I want to think this way? What's what's the reason? It makes me think of um something Jeremiah wrote, like that comes to my mind. Is, yeah. Uh he he wrote in Jeremiah two, he said, My people committed two sins. They forsook me, the fountain of living water. And they dug their own wells cisterns, or their own yeah. cisterns, that's broken right. cisterns that don't yeah. hold, hold water. water. That's right. And that's almost the equation that comes to my mind is like, ultimately, God wants to be a fountain of living water or the bread of life, you know, in the New Testament for right. us to fulfill right. us, to meet yeah. our needs and meet our desires. And God also shows up meeting our needs and our desires through other people, which is beautiful, but... Often instead we dig our own wells yeah. and we, we make our own broken cisterns. And if you think of that, a cistern is like a pitcher, right? Yep. Oh, you know, yeah. like, so we make these that are broken and we're yeah. pouring water and it just pours right out the bottom. That's right. And so many addictions are like that. We can pour into it, but it, it is never going to fill us up. Yeah. Like the way that God yeah. has made or ordained for us to meet those needs. Right. And so, uh, in all th- that actually is a great. Uh, scripture reference and it ties in really well with the example we used at the beginning which is uh, pornography so 
Uh, mm. Pornography, it is it is an empty cistern. It has right. the form yes. of something that should satisfy yes. intimacy, yes. but it is not real intimacy. Yeah. It's a, a, or it's a dead idol. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. um, that it's a man-made dead idol. It doesn't have actual intimacy. Yeah, that's right. Um, which is why when you are in a loving, healthy marriage mm-hmm. and there's real honesty, real commitment, yeah. real connectedness, and you have sexual intimacy happen, yeah. you leave satisfied. Yeah. And when yep. you drink from an empty cistern, you leave thirsty still. That's right. So and you, actually more thirsty. Yes. So you go deeper worse. and deeper and further yeah. and further into the sin. Yep. And you try more of it. So bigger, yeah. you know, it's yeah. worse forms of pornography yeah. or worse forms of sexual addiction. And, yeah. and it's it's evidence that you your appetite is being left in greater want yes. when you try to drink from that cistern. Yeah, that's right. And and the other angle of looking at that is there's actually real spiritual forces behind these addictions. 100% true. And the way that I've heard it described is they are harsh slave masters. That's right. So they promise a lot yeah. and offer very little. And then they start to offer less and less and less and take more and take yeah, more right. and take more until ultimately if we let them, they would take our whole lives and our families that's right. and give us nothing in return. Yeah. So they're terrible masters, but the way that God, Yahweh, Jesus is described is he is a good shepherd. That's He's right. a good master. Yeah. So he would um, offer us a, a yoke that is easy and yeah. a burden that is light. Yeah. And the more that we walk in his way, we find soul fulfillment. That's right. And we're all looking for that. That's right. You know, and this is, this is why, uh, only the creator can say, everybody look at me. Yes. Everybody pay yes. attention to me. Yes. Everybody obsess yep. right here. Yes. I am the fountain. I can yeah. make ex out of nothing. I yeah. can create good. Right. Um, He's the only one that can say that, and it actually can leave all our appetites yes. fulfilled. Yeah, it's for our joy that we follow his way. That's right. It's He's the only good. being that can, right? So whether yeah. it's, uh, you know, whether it's Old Testament, you know, yeah. law, yeah. That, I mean, or even Ten Commandments yeah. was a great example. Yeah. So even Ten Commandments where it's, you know, you shall have no other gods yeah. before me. Um, so th- he is the first. It's It's not that he's... It's not that he's selfish. Right. It's that he is the only thing yes. that can truly create for all our appetites. Yeah. He made us, he made our appetites, yeah. and he made their right fulfillment. Yes. Right? So all of these, whether it's alcohol to mute things, yeah. whether it is, and what we do with our pains today is people want to either mute the pain through medicine, yeah. right? Right, Or they want to find ways to like pleasure how do i how yeah. do i just keep seeking and we're right. drinking from empty cisterns so yeah. we either want to pretend like we don't have an appetite yeah. or we just drink ever deeper of cisterns yeah. that that leave us more empty and the the idea in the scripture is no 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 your appetite is not sin right um in fact i would say your appetite is evidence that you were made for in for more right. than what the world can construct right yeah, that's um, absolutely right. I think um, Blaise one, Pascal. one framework we could use even in talking about this to help identify what those things are in our lives is um, even the word redemption. So like as we think about maybe a desire for um, power or a desire for more money or more security, right. like asking the question, is there a redeemed version of this? Yeah. And that can help us go down the road and the path to think like, could this be a good thing? 
Right. So like, let's say a desire for comfort, which many of us have that. It's like a desire for safety. You know, how can this be a good thing rather than a thing that is just self-serving or yeah. would describe a lack of trust in God? I think of like um, people who desire power. Yeah. Often that could be a gift of leadership that God wants to use, or he wants to teach someone to have kingdom power, which is servanthood. Right. And which is laying down your life for people and sacrificing right. for people. And so like, is there, I, I would ask that question, like, and do ask that question in my life. Like, is there a redeemed version of this desire that I have? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I, I think the, I mean, so like even tactically for our people, the, the, the question is, as you just pause and honestly reflect on your makeup, you know, asking the questions, where am I gifted? You right, know, where, right. Um, then asking the questions even too, like where where do I have the, the, the void? Yeah, like a yeah, puzzle piece. Yeah. Where is that somebody else's gifting could help right. fulfill that God could align me with? Yes. Um, you know, the community of God. Yeah. The, but as you're honestly evaluating yourself, you really maybe need to do even the evaluation in Christian community. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, you need to take to other people like hey this is what i'm thinking this is That's what right. i think this is like what do you think and other people can more more clearly help you define it's the whole jahari window thing right yeah. for those that aren't aware of it you know it's it's like a it it looks i was gonna say tic tac thing but it's more like a, a plus sign <laughs> yeah. and so the jahari window is there are things about us right that we know and others know it's like a Punnett square is that what's called yeah 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 know, maybe yeah and you know and uh that's right and and then and then there are things about us that uh that others know that we don't know right right so like if you got a booger hanging out of your nose i mean to be <laughs> right. silly you don't know it's there but right. others know it's there yeah and uh and it's awkward but you're blind to it right and then there are things that you don't know about you and others don't know about you like yeah. these hidden things in your life yeah. that you know, and then the fourth square is, let's see, uh, I know what, but others don't. I don't remember mm -hmm. if I got them all there, right. but that's the, and so you really do need Christian community gives you the capacity to see yeah. the parts of self-awareness that you cannot see on your own. Right. And so even the ability to be honest about where you're gifted and where yeah. you're not, um, a good example of this is, um, for me, even I, I, my personality type, I'm an Enneagram one for those that use that. Uh, as a tool, I can be so heavily critical even of myself. Mm. So mm -hmm. uh, I never, I shouldn't say never, I rarely leave a Sunday teaching going, that was good. Mm. I always leave thinking, should have said it this way. This wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. I should have made a difference yeah. or I should have yeah. made this different. Yeah. And um, and it does help to have Christian community, as funny as it sounds, yeah. go, hey, you're gifted here. Yeah. And then also have Christians come along and say, you know, you could use help here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that honesty is important. So I'd encourage you, even as you're doing self-examination, um, if it's with a, it, you think it's a yeah. sin issue, and it is, like yeah. a pornography or an right. alcoholism or whatever it might be, seek good Christian counseling right. and don't only deal with the sin, deal with the appetite. Right. Get to the actual appetite. Right. Where a good Christian counselor can go, you desire intimacy. Right. And you've been filling that with pornography. Right. Right. Um, or whatever it is, yeah, and and let a yeah. good Christian counselor not yeah. only deal with the sin that's filling that void, yeah. but help you figure out how to replace that yeah. God-given appetite with a better fulfillment. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember for me, uh, it was in accountability group, like a discipleship group. Oh, yeah. That often, like I would be confessing a sin, and somebody else would be like, "Man," and they would kind of say. 
I think that's a deep desire for this. Yeah. And it's like you begin to recognize it and see it. Right. As as like, wow, maybe that's what God is wanting to do rather than that the like ungodly avenue right. that I've been taking it on. Right, right. So I mean that is the beauty of just like close relationships and, yeah. and family that can family that is biological or not, right. that can help you to see those see that. things. That's right. Yeah. And if you can begin to see others, not as, so like somebody that's annoying to you, yeah. you know, a family member or a coworker, if you can begin to see their puzzle piece, not by focusing on the false thing they've put into their appetite, yes, right. but you can begin to see them for the actual God-given yeah. hunger that's, that's unmet. Right. Yeah. Um, it can increase your compassion yes. and it can give you the ability to minister to people in yes. powerful ways. Yeah. yeah, the I've heard that described as a false self and true self. That's right. Is like, and that is the journey of Christianity is like God the Father through people, you know, through the church and community is just ripping off the false self yeah. and enabling us to be our true self, right. which is... Um, really made in some areas that the world says is weak, yeah. but we say I glory in my weakness. Yeah. You know, it's That's a place right. for yeah, yeah, it's a place for me to fit in Christian community, like the puzzle piece. Yeah, and a place for God's glory to shine. Yeah, you know, and I love. I've always wondered, you know, like when Jesus says, "Do you want to be healed?" It's just right. such a weird question. Right. Of course, they want to be healed. <laughs> it seems like it, yeah. but it's true. There are people even that have become so. Uh, locked into the, the the false thing that's filled their puzzle piece. Yeah. It's their identity. Yeah, they see it as who they are now. Yeah, and even like with Alcoholics right. Anonymous, as, as as effective as it is, because there's a lot yeah. of Christian framework to that, yeah, and I yeah, love it. Yeah. But even the idea of acknowledging I am an alcoholic. Yeah, still, yeah. I still hard. wonder. And, yeah. and and again, I, I, I don't, yeah. Alcoholics has great success. Yeah, I'm it not, does. I don't want to put yep. it all down. And there's wonderful uh, discipleship in that. Right, yeah. And so yeah. it's great. Yeah. But even just hitting pause and saying, you know, you your prime identity is not your false filling that's right. Your prime That's identity you is is something else. Right. You know, it's you know the the image of God that does have things, yeah. appetites that you need others to help you fill, including God Himself. Yeah, that's right. And so much of the like uh, identity brokenness, sexual brokenness in our culture today is that is yeah. like a misidentification. So it's it's putting prime identity in something that really is just a misdirected desire, right. rather than saying like God, you get to give me my true identity, right? Yeah. And so Christian, they, like a couple just reflective things to even think on that pop into my mind, you know, as we kind of steer near the end of this. I think like um, number one, you really need to be in Christian community, like uh, as a as a rule of life. You need to be in yes. Christian community, That's right? Um, you know, n- not for legalism, but as a way to anchor you. Yeah, right. You need to be in Christian community, and and I I think of this too. So anchored in you know this this godly framework of being in community. When you're anchored in good Christian community, it'll give you the ability to have conversations, so you can make these spiritual things ultra yes. personal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then you can know this is how God made me. Yes. And I desire, yes. and even your accountability group, you can know yeah. God made me to yes. really long for intimacy, yeah. which makes me susceptible to the enemy yep. in this way. Yep. So you guys hold me accountable and yes. know just how I made. I'm the guy that needs the extra yes. encouragement that yes. I'm with you. I love you. Yep. I, and yep. man, you can find fulfillment and wholeness. Yeah. 
in wonderful ways yeah. when you adopt God's framework. Yes, and really make it personal. Yeah, um, you know, in those in those practices. Yeah, my friend Andy Ramirez, my shout out to him. Uh, one of the things he said to me was even in identifying some of those places for me, just a redeemed word of like connector. Yeah. That, that's a person. So that's that's something we do for each other too. Is like take those places that we see as weaknesses yeah. and say, this is how God wants to actually use that, yeah, that's which right. is a redeemed version. Yep. So, and, and I think reflective questions, are, are you in Christian community? Yeah. Right. Like, so what community are, are you like, I mean, you personally own this, you're involved in it, you're engaged. Yeah. What Christian community are you in Christian community? Uh, two, I think another good question just to ask is, are you honest yep. in that Christian community and yeah. allowing them to be honest back to you yeah. You know, honest with them, honest about yourself. Yeah. I mean, just like speaking truth, prophecy, yes. you know, in the sense. Yeah. Of yeah. course, prophecy technically is the truth <laughs> of God. But um, but when you are honest about it, um, what is happening yeah. is that false self is losing more of its power because you are identifying yes. with your true self more. Right. And the way that we won't be honest is if we see our false self as our real self. That's right. Yeah. Man, you know, and the enemy gets a hold of that. And then I think the the last part is just practicing, you know, uh, as as a as a way of living, practicing asking for help. That's good. That's good. Right. And it yeah. could be little things, simple yeah. things. That's good. Like uh, yeah. I'm I'm partially colorblind, not totally colorblind. I'm partially <laughs> colorblind. I've used this a lot with my staff. <laughs> yeah. But I'm partially colorblind. So like the practice of yeah. uh, in little dumb ways, yeah. you know, but just the practice of going, honey. I can't see yeah. these colors. Can you tell me whether this, and I'm practicing asking yes. for help, you That's know, great. or the fact that I tend to be like meta idea and yeah. not great with details. Yeah. And, yeah. and so going to Matthew or my staff and yeah. going, uh, you know what? I, I don't see details here. And I'm right. going to miss stuff. Would you please help me? Yeah. So you're pract- just little tiny ways. You're building the courage, like mm-hmm. learning to walk as you know, before you can yeah. do sprints, yeah. Yeah. you're just living in a rhythm of practicing asking for yeah. help and humility. Yeah. And so, when's the last time that you've uh, you know been honest? Hey, I'm not yeah. really good at this. Could you help me? Yes. You know that would be kind of the last thing that I would ask, just as yeah. a practice that will give you the ability to be in Christian community yeah. where you can find that true version of yourself. Yeah. Um, in a new way and lean into it. Yeah, that's good. I love it. All that's right. Huge. Any other thoughts? Any other ideas? Yeah, just, I mean, we're ending already kind of on hope, but just even more hope is like God, God wants to meet our deepest needs. And yeah. there is a beautiful, godly, good fulfillment right. in his community, in his family, the church that will last forever. Yep. And so it's like even those places that we might see as like hopeless or lost, God wants to meet those in right and good and ways that will be for our joy. Yep. So like, yeah, he, he's good. That's right. He wants you to really, truly, personally own yeah. who you really are. Yes. And he yep. does that through connection with him. Yes. And most often Christian community. Yeah, that's right. We so are just fans, hands and feet. That's right. Yeah. And so making that commitment to participate kind of just as a rule of living, yeah. commit to participating in Christian community. Yeah. Not just when you feel like it, yep. but as regular rhythm. Yeah, we will encounter God himself. That's right. And as you encounter God personally, mm-hmm. and as you see yourself through God's lens of you and other Christians yeah. and back and forth, it's in that that you can really personally own the true version of who you That's are. That's right. The glorious, good, eternal, true version mm. of who you are. Amen. Um, 
Hey, I love you. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. You guys are incredible. Hope you have a wonderful week. Make sure to listen to the last sermon. It really will make this podcast make way more sense. um, The sermon leading into this. Love you guys. Have a great week. Until next time. 